Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Husker Cast. We are recording this episode on Wednesday, November 9th. We are back on our usual recording night of Wednesdays now. Now that the World Series is done and the Cubs, they walk away with the championship. Good job, Cubs. Uh, unfortunately, we are meeting again after a loss. This time it was a brutal beatdown in, uh, in Ohio. Uh Guys, I don't know what you guys want to do here. Uh, we can talk about a game where nothing went right from the Huskers. We can talk about the Cubs. I, I'm truly at a loss here. I don't know. What, what is the state of the program? You know what? I'll let you guys guide this conversation. Tyler, talk to us. Well, I mean, that, that was a brutal game, and there's no way to sugarcoat it. You know, I, I think... There's a lot of factors about that game. Um, one, Ohio State was a better team. I mean, I was delusional last week thinking that we had a shot to win it. Um, that was fanboy Tyler coming out. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they were a much better team playing at home. You know, last week I kept hearing about the team talking about how they were going to be mad, not sad. And, and that seemed like a phrase they kept telling themselves to try to convince themselves they weren't heartbroken over that Wisconsin loss. I think they were. They didn't show up. And when Tommy threw that pick six early, I, I just think the whole momentum of the team and everything that could go wrong last week went wrong. So, you know, I, I'm not going to harp on individual players or anything like that. But, you know, you mentioned the state of the program, Justin. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting. I think, you know, we, we were riding high. We were 7-0. And people started getting unrealistic expectations of what this season was going to be. I, I never expected it to be much better than a 9-3 season. So, you know, I think we're still on track. And, you know, we have the potential to have the best season we've had in about a decade. I mean, so and I think the state of the program, the recruits are still in line. We haven't lost anyone. I, I still think the program is still on the upward tick. Well, real quick, I will argue with you the fact that, you know, unreal – unrealistic expectations uh head into the year you're, you're right you know we can still have a good year but getting drug like that uh 62 to 3 there is no excuse for something like that you know not when we're 7 no you know we had unrealistic expectations because we were 7 and 0 i get it i get it and uh, at the beginning of the year, nobody thought we were going to win against Ohio State. And Wisconsin was a uh, toss-up. But come on, guys. 59-point loss? We didn't score a touchdown. That's – I don't yeah, know. If... You, you... Okay, so, so real quick, let me the, – the Florida State about a month ago got drugged through against Louisville. And that fan base isn't jumping off shift. And I'm sure they were. Had more recent not, not, not like we are. I mean, and, and Grant, they, they've had a lot more recent success than we have. But, I mean, look at everything that went wrong that week. I mean, we, we came off a heartbreaking overtime loss. Our offensive line is being all hell. And, you know, Tommy gets knocked out in the second quarter when in the middle of a drive that could have put us, you know, we may have scored a touchdown. Who knows? But we had a great drive going when he got knocked out, which would have put it down to a two-possession game. You know, everything, it was Murphy's Law. Everything yes. that could go wrong that game went wrong. And, well, let's get and, back to that, but let's go to Derek right now. Derek, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, first off, I, 
Tyler, I, I disagree with you 100%. You know, it was Murphy's Law, yes. If, if, but, but I disagree in the fact that Tommy Armstrong had stayed in the game. I don't think it changes anything. We were already down 24 to 3. We were getting drug all over the field. Our defense couldn't play ball. Michael Rose, I was getting drug across the field three yards by the running back, who <laughs> probably weighs 50 pounds less than him. And I mean, come on, really? This was a bad game. And, and as far as the state of the program goes, I think the fans have every right to start jumping off ship. I mean, when you got people like Banderas are coming out with comments saying stuff like, hey, they came to play tonight. Hats off to them. We didn't. I mean, really? that That's the attitude you're going to have after getting beat by 59 points? I would think you would be pissed at yourselves for having a game like that. And your hats off to them. We didn't show up to the game. I mean, come on. And then, and then he comes out and says, things just weren't clicking. Things were happening. Things weren't happening. It just gets at you when the, when you're trying to stay up. And then the comment that just drove me nuts, we did our best. <laughs> and it reminds me of a comment that George Carlin once made. This is a direct quote from George Carlin. Quite frankly, Susan, if this is your best, maybe you ought to keep it to yourself. Because if this is our best, then we are screwed. We are probably screwed for these next three games if that's our best. It's it's very it's very hard to argue with that any of that at all because this game here, this was the uh, most aggravating game that I've seen since uh, Derek. Well, I think me and you went to Lubbock in two thousand four and saw that game. Uh, yeah, seventy to ten, and that was frustrating. Fortunately for us, we left with eight minutes left in the game. This one, I was in my living room, and I'm pretty sure I passed out with like three minutes to go. It, <laughs> I don't have an answer. This, this, it was just, it was brutal. But let, let me let me say this, you know, Derek, you talking about what Banderas was saying after the game, and and you know, one of the aspects of this team that I have liked is they haven't got too up on a win. They haven't gotten too down after a loss. You know, Mike Riley, last year, one of the reasons why we pulled the upset against Michigan State late in the year is they, they, they have pretty much have an even keel week in, week out. I mean, they don't get too up, too down on performance. They're focused one game at a time. And, yeah, those word tracking probably wasn't what I would like to hear as a fan, but, you know, you've got to like the fact that they said, okay, the game's done, we're moving on. The focus is on Minnesota now, and, and if they can put that game behind them, you know, like I said, we still are on track to potentially make a run for the West and have a ten or a ten and two season. If you know, we're not over well, any, but there's still a lot in front of us for this team. And and yes, that game is brutal. That that's, that it, it is as bad as any Polini loss he ever had. It, it's a bad bad beat, and. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we as a program can't stay in another one of those this year. Or, but, you know, I still like where this program's heading under Mike Riley right now. And I, I'm not jumped off the bandwagon yet. Yeah, I'm not either. Well, I was never on the bandwagon, so I can't. I, I can jump <laughs> off it all I want. So, hey, look, th- this is the only game since probably Callahan era that I have felt that we were simply not in this game. As soon as I threw that pick six, as soon as Armstrong threw that pick six, 
my head about exploded because I was like, this is terrible. Are you kidding me? And, and, and then we couldn't move the ball on him except for one drive where he ended up getting stuffed for a field goal and we were on the six-yard line. And I'm like, are you kidding me here? Really? Well, the, the, That's the, the best the, the we dri- can do is get a field goal when you're on the six-yard line? And, and there, then when the Tommy, second quarter, when, with- hold on, hold on. And then when Tommy gets hurt, we, we drove down the field, and Riker Fife comes in, and you call the most worthless plays you could possibly call. <laughs> you're, ha- you, I mean, really? And, and then you go for it on fourth and one. You roll, you, you run a rollout pass play. That's that's an Armstrong play. You had all the time in the world to come up with a plan for Riker Fife, and your best call was. A Tommy Armstrong type of play. Well, I think does Blaisdorf not know his other quarterbacks? Well, I would think that the coaching staff would love to have a lot of those play calls back. Nothing worked right, you know. Again, you know, nothing good out of this game happened. I mean, I don't think there's any good things that you can pull out of this game. If you were to hand a game to ball to somebody, I don't even know if you could hand a. I don't even know if somebody is worthy to receive a game ball, you know? I, I think you have to give it to Caleb Lightborn for kicking the ball as many times as he did and probably putting up more yards than the rest of the team did. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure his foot got tired. 28-yard punt. I mean, he's still not impressing. But, you know, if I had to give a game ball, I'd, I'd probably actually give it to the Ohio State fan base. I mean, those guys, they, they were – your class, and, and I, I want a trip up there a few uh, a few years ago when we got housed by thirty some points or forty points uh, under Pelini, and they were great up there. I mean, you know, I've been to a lot of road games, and they're one more classy. And they, they, you know, for what they did with Foles and the way they treated Tommy and everything, it, it was a it was a pure class game. And you know, yeah, that, yeah. I, it's that, that 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 always happens in blowouts. I remember a time. <laughs> Well, Me and Justin were at a Texas game, and the Texas fans seemed like they were nice as hell. But that was after Vince Young skull drug us all over the field. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to be gracious in, uh, in that. But game. but you it know is. what? To to Tyler's point, even before the game started, you know when when the band did the uh, when they did their little uh, the marching band is what I'm talking about when they did their Fultz in their 27 when they did their little tribute and. You know, Ohio State handing the helmet off to uh, Sam Foles' parents. That that that's just really cool, and and I truly felt that the yeah, but- the crowd felt sincere. You know, when with with Tommy and all that stuff. But yeah, I understand I, where Tommy's coming this. from. I'll tell you this: I, mean, I don't well, think Harbaugh uh, would do that. Harbaugh would not do what they they did. I I don't see Michigan doing that kind of stuff. We played them. That's just because Harbaugh don't play this pansy-ass stuff. I mean, <laughs> look, all, all the teams we've played have been sympathetic to the Sam Fultz thing. And, and, and hats off to yeah. all of them. I mean, so so as far as that goes, hey, they did everything that everybody else did. I mean, they did something special for Sam Fultz. And, it, and I praise them for that. And I praise all the other teams for that. I'm not trying to take away from that. And when Tommy got hurt, when they started chanting his name, that was cool. But... Again, they were up twenty four to three at that point. If we had been up twenty four to three, you think they'd have been chanting Tommy Armstrong's name when he got hurt? I, I, I see. I don't. Point. I don't think so. But but let's use this opportunity here 
Uh, we're talking about quarterbacks. We're headed into Minnesota, which is obviously going to be a challenge. Bigger challenge than what I think any of us had anticipated prior to the year. Now with uh, Tommy Armstrong being on the cusp, is he playing? Is he not? We got Riker Fife in the cuffs. You know, we got Zach Darlington sitting there. Uh, Tyler, talk about this quarterback situation headed into the Minnesota game. And what do you think? Well, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I believe our team is significantly better if Tommy Armstrong's on the field over Riker Five. I mean, I, I, I don't like to bash a player, especially a kid like Riker, a kid from Grand Island. Um, you know, he, I mean, you don't like to do it, but he's not a Division One. And and I now going in this game, I think the coaches have made it abundantly clear they are not burning O'Brien's red shirt. And I I don't I don't agree with that decision. If Tommy can't play, I would be playing O'Brien. Really? I, I don't know what he would. I don't know what he'd give us. I, I really don't. But what I do know is I don't think we beat Minnesota with Riker Pipe at quarterback. Um, mm. and you know at the end of the day, we're still in a position to maybe win the West. And you, you got to take advantage of that when you can get it. If Patrick O'Brien can give you a little bit more, and maybe he can, but I think you take the – if you know Tommy's not playing, you roll the dice and you play Patrick O'Brien. But that doesn't seem like what the coaches are going to do, but that's what I would do if I was the coach. Ouch. Derek, what do you think? Well, I, I, I'm going to go back to – Tyler brought this up a couple times about Nebraska still being in the running for the Big Ten West. And quite frankly, and, and this may be the most anti-Nebraska thing to say, but at this point, I think you have to root for Wisconsin to win the division because I don't want to play Ohio State again because I don't want to see that garbage. <laughs> and oh, Michigan, I would probably do just as bad, if not worse, to us. And the reason I say worse to us is because we would play Ohio State a second time. I think it makes it a little tougher for Ohio State. But... Michigan, I, I think they would just tear us up. <clears throat> as far as uh, quarterback goes, though, I Riker Fife's not the guy. We all know this. I, I, I'm not trying to crap on the guy. I'm not trying to be an ass to him. I, but he's not the guy. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he's not a Division One football player, but I mean, he could probably play for like Western Michigan or something like that. But so be it. Uh, let me give you a few stats on Armstrong that prove that I don't think he's much better than Riker Fife. He started off the year so great, passing 54%, having seven touchdowns and one interception. Since we got in a league play, though, he has all of a sudden 49% with four touchdowns and seven interceptions. And in the last four games... And, and, and keep in mind, this is the last four games. This isn't just Ohio State, Wisconsin. This is the last four games. So you have to add Indiana and Illinois in there. He's passing for 41% with two touchdowns and six interceptions. I, I completely retract Tommy 12-gauge. And I take, <laughs> that pet, I take that patent knife, rip it up, and throw it away. And I'm going right back to Tommy turnover. He is turning the ball over way too much once again. It's hard to argue with anything you said there. You know, t Tommy Armstrong definitely has not been playing his best football over the last four games. You know, you can say conference play at all. 
I would love to argue with you just for argument's sake, but I can't, I can't argue with anything that you just said there. Uh, I, I love that's, Tommy. That's, that's, I love Tommy. That's stats don't lie. Yeah, well, stats don't but, lie. Let me, let me, Go ahead. Let Nick. me play devil's advocate there. You know, and, and, and you're, you're right. The stats don't lie. And, and for me to sit here and say Tommy's been sharp in Big Ten play is, is not accurate. But what I will say is this. It, let's throw out the Ohio State game. He didn't get a chance to finish it. He's had one loss in conference play, and it was at Wisconsin, a top six or seven team in the country right now in overtime. I mean, yes, has Tommy looked the greatest? Has he made some turnovers? Yes. But I I think this year he has not played YOLO ball as much as he did last year. He's not chucking it up deep. Even that pick six, I, 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 you know, against Ohio State, I think that was more a great defensive play and a bad bounce on the tip than it was a terrible pass. I mean, I, I, I think Tommy has, obviously, he, I'm not, he's not an NFL quarterback, but, you know, I'm not going to call him Tommy 12-gauge, but I think Tommy turnovers a little unfair for how he's played this year. Really? Well, I don't know if it's two, unfair two touchdowns, Two touchdowns and <laughs> six interceptions. And you talk about the Ohio State game. I get he got hurt early. But let's not forget, he played a majority of the first half. He threw for twenty seven percent of his passes. Yeah. How many drop balls were there? How many drop balls? He was four for fifteen, man. He was four for fifteen. It's tough. Stanley Morgan couldn't catch a ball if he put it right in his hand. There was at least two or three. There was was at least two or three. There was at least two or three balls that hit the wide receivers dead in the hands, and they didn't make plays. Well, and and again, I'm not. I'm not going to be a Tommy apologist, but. But you gotta give. Day, he he makes terrible decisions. At the end of the day, he makes terrible decisions, and he throws I, I in double coverage. Much better. He throws. It's not. It's not. He throws in a double coverage and triple coverage way too much. Well, way too much. Okay, we 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 have to move on. I just want to add. I don't think we would be seven and two without uh, Tommy Armstrong, though. Uh, I I don't think we're gonna be there. Uh, we got we got to touch on Minnesota uh, a little bit more outside of the quarterback play. Uh, Tyler, what can Minnesota do to exploit Nebraska, and why should we be afraid of them? Well, I mean, the reason why we should be afraid of them is they played pretty good ball this season. I mean, they they're seven and two. Um, you know, they're riding a four game win streak, I believe. Um, you know, they've kind of had the Nebraska syndrome, but they haven't played anyone. But what they what they do really, really well is not good for what we're in the situation for. I mean, they stopped the run incredible. I mean, this, they have a really good rush defense. And just like classic Minnesota football, you know, they go in and they don't cause a lot of turnover. They don't commit a lot of turnovers. They run the ball effectively. I mean, that's, they're a team that can give us fits in areas that we've struggled at times this year. I mean, and, and I, I, going into this game without a full staff at quarterback, I mean, you're going to wonder if we're going to be able to put up the points to really keep up with them and when we can't run the ball. I mean, they're going to be able to cause us a lot of problems. Derek, what do you see out of this Minnesota team that's going to give us fits? Well, I mean, look, they stopped the run well, which – Tyler, I know Tyler already brought this up, but look, in the first uh, five games of the season, we averaged 234 yards a game rushing the ball. And we were doing 
really well running the ball. And then I, you can blame on the offensive line. You can blame on the coaching staff. You can do whatever you want. Everybody has their own opinion. Nobody's wrong. Whatever. But after that, the last four games, we have only averaged 134 yards a game. That's a hundred yard difference. Teams don't do that. You don't. You don't. You can. I, the reason I don't blame the offensive line is you don't go a hundred yards difference just on your offensive line. So, mm-hmm. Something else is going wrong. Uh, so we're not going to run the ball on them because they have the number eighteen team in the de- in uh, rushing defense. They don't. They just don't give up a lot of rushing yards. And if we can't establish a run, we've already proven we can't throw the ball, at least not in league play. So yeah, I, I, I think this is a very tough game for Nebraska. I do. Yeah, it's going to be more challenging than uh, what at least I thought prior to the season was ever going to be. You know, uh, with the uh, with the, I don't even know how to put this. You know, with the way that Nebraska has been playing over the last four weeks, you know, I'm getting more pessimistic every single week, and I'm an optimistic guy. I really am. You guys know this about me. Uh, so it, it, it's hard to say about this Minnesota team. I'm I'm trying to hold off hope, but uh, we got to get into our picks real quick. And this week we're just going to do three picks. Uh, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this one here, guys. I'm gonna throw you for a loop here. West Virginia at Texas. The line is minus two. Uh, Derek, what do you think about this one? Well, you really, you really threw me for a loop there because I kind of crossed that one out. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and normally, and normally Tyler goes first, but whatever. Uh, I actually picked uh, West Virginia in this game. Uh, they're they're fairly equal on offense as far as far as that goes, uh, but Texas just has no defense still. I, I just I until they can prove that they have a good defense. I don't I don't know that I can see West for, or uh, Texas winning this game. Wow, Tyler. Um, you know, Derek, you're right. I think they're they're comparable on offense. I, I still think West Virginia. It, it, to to me. It, that the Big 12 is going to come down to West Virginia and Oklahoma. I think those are the two best teams of the conference. Um, it's at Texas, which obviously would give a little bit of advantage, but you know I have a golden rule in life. When it's close, when I can pick against Texas, I'm going to pick against Texas. And I, I think West Virginia wins, and uh, they win by Texas. Well, first off, I, I think we have to give props to Dana Holgerson. He's done a tremendous job at West Virginia this year. They were picked in the bottom half of the Big 12 prior to the season. Now he's in uh he's on he's in the running to uh win the Big 12. But uh I am going to say that I think Charlie Strong is turning this uh Texas team around. They're finding ways to win lately and I think they find a win, find a way to win uh against West Virginia. Uh, next, we got number twenty USC at Washington. Uh, line is eight and a half. Derek, go for it. All right. Uh, look, Washington has the way better defense in this game. Uh, I, I, this is another one where their offenses are fairly equal. Washington's averaging about 40 yards a game more. 
But that, to me, that's fairly equal. I, 40 yards isn't going to make a break a game. But uh, the fact that uh, Washington's only given up 17 points a game, they're at home. You got to you, you got to pick Washington in this. Plus, you got probably the top Heisman candidate, if not Lamar Jackson. I mean, there is going to be a toss up between these two guys. I think. Yeah. True. Tyler. Um, this may be the Bourbons. I really thought the game was at USC this weekend. Um, but uh, regardless of the words that I mean, Derek, you you hit on Brownie. I mean, he. he I, I think it's a clear number two for Heisman for him, but I mean he's playing exceptional football this year. You know Washington with Chris Peterson done up there is nothing short of remarkable. I mean he's got that program turned around in a relatively short time. I mean, that's what we aspire for here at Nebraska. Uh, Washington wins. I think uh, USC keeps it close, but uh, yeah, Washington wins that game. Yeah, just to add to that Jake Browning thing, you know, thirty-four touchdowns to three interceptions. That's a hell of a ratio. Uh, I, I like with, uh, Washington in this game. I think uh, we can get one more game in real quick if you guys can do it. Uh, Penn State at Indiana. Uh, Indiana's getting seven points. Derek. Uh, you know, Penn, Penn State's found themselves. They beat Ohio State, and I think it, I think they shocked themselves. And I think when they beat them, they just all of a sudden realized, hey, we're better than we thought we were. And they're clicking. They're, they just beat the living hell out of Purdue, which they probably should have, but whatever. I mean, they scored 62 points on them, scored over 40 points on a decent Iowa defense. And uh, there's, I, I don't see a way Indiana stops these guys. I, I think Penn State wins big. Yeah. Tyler? You know, it, this is my upset pick of the weekend. I mean, Penn State, you're right, has been playing better ball. You know, but they've mostly been doing that in Pennsylvania. I, I still believe Indiana is a better team than a lot of other people and a better than the record shows. It's at Indiana. I'm not 100% sold on Penn State. I got Indiana pulling off a top 10 upset. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, Penn State, for me, they've uh, I'm, I've been super impressed with them. Uh, the playoff committee, they're super impressed with them because they have them at number 10. Number 10, I'm sorry. And uh, I thought James Franklin, he was on his way out the door this year, part of the season. But uh, they've been playing some great football. I think they went out from here, and uh, they beat Indiana. Uh, here we go with uh, Minnesota at Nebraska. Uh, there was no line on this game for a while, but now that the quarterback situation is starting to come to light, Nebraska's seven-point favorites. Derek, what do you think? You know, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to play or not. I, I'm not 100% sure that that makes a difference. Hey, Armstrong's been playing terrible since conference play. And uh, I, the, Minnesota's got a good defense. I, Mitch Leidner could light us up if, if given the opportunity. And uh, I, I, sorry, I'm sorry, Husker fans. I, I think I think Minnesota wins this 21, 24, uh, 24 to twenty one. Ooh, you know, in, in, in this conversation, generally, you know, you have Derek being the pessimist, 
Justin's the optimist, and, and I, I generally like to believe I fall somewhere in the middle, but I, I got to lean on the pessimist side here, guys. And, and, and I, I, I think we can win this game, but Derek, I disagree 100%. I think Tommy's a two-touchdown difference for us. You know, the practice reports are starting to sound good for him and promising, but, the, you know, the way that these last couple weeks have gone with injuries and the seriousness of that concussion and bad as it looks on the field... I am still a major doubter, and if I had a bet, I, I bet he's not playing. And with that said, I, I don't think we can beat them without it. I think uh, we lose the game if Riker plays 31-27. Tommy plays, I think we win, and we cover that 10-point spread. Oh, come on, man. Pick a score. Hold on, hold on. You got to go with one. You can't. You can't have different scenarios. Like if I want to pick. Okay. If, if we play good, I think we win. If we play bad, I think we lose. Okay, fine, fair, fair, fair. I, I I'm gonna pick my <laughs> my score prediction is. I don't think Tommy plays, and we lose thirty-one twenty-seven. Can, can can I play just a little bit of uh, Mr. Devil's Advocate as uh, Tyler likes to play, uh, and and say. Are, are we really sure that Tommy Armstrong's uh, injury was that serious? I mean, the guy was in the hospital long enough to change his pants. <laughs> he wasn't in there long enough to get his pants back, though. <laughs> came back on. Came well, back he on wasn't his... gonna he wasn't gonna put his football pants back on. <laughs> he spent more time in the locker room changing into his sweats. Why than was he, did he wearing in the a jock... why, was, why was he wearing a jockstrap underneath his scrubs? Out... I don't get it. He, he was out cold. I mean, he was 100% out cold that game. I mean, I get it. When, when you're doing concussions, I mean, that's the thing. is, It may look all good, but he's still got to pass the protocol. It doesn't matter how he's, he's got to pass that protocol. And, and I mean, I mean you're, they're making it sound like he might play, but I, I just don't know if I believe when you're getting knocked out like that. I, I believe when I see it. I'm, right. open. I'm open to play it. We we got to move along. I got to make my pick. I'm taking Nebraska twenty seven twenty one because I'm always going to root for Nebraska. But uh, that has to wrap it up for us tonight. Uh, remember to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter and on Podbean. Friend us on Facebook. Send us questions and comments. Uh, remember to participate in the weekly score prediction contest on our Facebook page. Please do that. And on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll do it again next Wednesday. And as always, go Big Red.